Hey, welcome to episode eight of the Sunfire Tavern podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sunfire Tavern and Instagram at exactly the same handle. Uh, this week we're joined by Jade, who's very graciously given her time to talk to us um, about her experiences. Uh, hi, Hello. Jade. Hi. Uh, thank you for joining us. And we've also got our, our regular co-host, Hello. Ollie, who's also here. He's there. There yeah. he is. I'm always here. <laughs> And uh, so we, we have a very loose agenda this week because we're we're sort of having this thing where nothing's really happening in the games industry because it looks like they're just working on games now. So um, the, uh, the the schedule for the week is uh, we're looking at what we've been playing, uh, the representation of women in video games, for example, in League of Legends, um, being a young woman in the games industry, streaming and esports, and competitive gaming. But we're probably going to end up drifting quite uh, quite a lot from those subjects. Um, so first off, I guess Jade, if you uh, if you could just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So <laughs> hi, I'm Jade. Um, I am a level designer, and I have previously worked at King, which is a mobile game studio, which I'm sure you may have heard about. And right now, I'm working at a startup company called Trailmix, making some awesome mobile games, which you don't know about yet because it's a surprise. Um, I started King as an intern at 20 years old. I'm now 23, so I'm qu quite a young woman in the game industry. I I've, I'm the youngest where I work right now, and I was the youngest back at King. So um, it's been quite a ride, my journey uh, into the industry, and being very nonstop, I haven't really had a break. But other than that, I'm really into competitive games, hanging out with my friends, and complaining about how women are represented in video games but we'll get into that yeah well that's, that's uh okay cool um, <laughs> um i mean having had the chance to work alongside you as well like i can definitely say that you've been a very inspirational person to work alongside uh it's super cool to see someone uh of such a young age uh excel as quickly as you have and, and kind of move forward so quickly which has been awesome to watch um and yeah, so it's been super cool. Um, I guess we can get started with like what we've been playing uh, in the in the past week or so. Um, Jade, what games have you been playing? Okay, um, I'm going to be really honest. I haven't been playing anything new recently. I've most like my favorite game is League of Legends, as you know. Mm -hmm. um, however, I would really like to use this time to talk about my favorite game, which is Outer Wilds. <laughs> yeah. And oh, good yeah. choice. Yeah. Okay. So you could say that I haven't really been playing it, but I have been watching people play it. And um, if you've ever played it before, I'm not going to give spoilers, but it's one of those games where you finish it and you can't really play it ever again. Um, and I've been thinking about this because I thought I would talk about Outer Wilds in this podcast. And I think like the best way to describe that game for me is it's like a second home in a way. It, and I know that sounds so lame, but the, the, the story and the impact of that game has uh, like been so big on, on me. Like I played it over a year ago now, um, and I think about it all the time. It's so good. Um, and Wait, just, the, just, uh, just for clarity, are we talking about the Outer Worlds as in the game that takes place in space? Or is it the Outer <laughs> Worlds as in the game that takes place in space? <laughs> oh, it's... Uh, well, the one that takes place in space, it, I believe. Because uh, yeah. yeah, I can't remember which one I've yeah. played. Uh, <laughs> you fly a spaceship? Yep. You fly a spaceship. Yep, that's in both. <laughs> you uh, visit multiple um, planets. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's uh -huh. in both. <laughs> uh -huh. no. Is it the one with the amazing companion storylines, or is it the one with the time loop? 
It's the one with a time yeah. loop. Okay, there we go. Right, let's let's go down that route because I've not played that one, but I've only heard amazing things about it. So sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, yeah, so it's like a game you play, and the mechanic is basically the main mechanic is discovery. It's mm. knowledge. So the only way to win the game is by learning things about the game and using those to progress. Um, and it's very very special in my heart, I think. And I'm going to be honest, how many copies of that game have I bought? I bought three... <laughs> I bought three Steam versions. Why three Steam versions? So, okay. So I originally played it uh, on Xbox Game Pass, and I no, no longer own an Xbox. Came out on Steam a few weeks ago, and I bought a copy for myself, and two copies for friends, um, neither of which have finished the game yet. Uh, as far as I know, so I'm very anxiously waiting for them to complete it. And I it's also the game pass. Hang it's on, it's on the Xbox Game yes, Pass. Yes, yeah. so hang it. on. If it's on the game, it's not on there anymore. No, really? I don't think so. Huh? You should uh, check. I found check out a world. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not the right one. It wants me to play. It's insisting. I. Also bought a copy of The Outer Wilds on PS4 because they are doing a promotion where they have a collector's ed- edition for a physical copy of the game for PS4, as well as a physical copy of the soundtrack and some pins and the postcards. And I was like, God damn it, I need to buy that. They do look awesome, it, like the pins and the posters. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And this is one of those things where if you love a game that much, and they're an indie uh, mm. studio, uh, it's our first like big game, really. I was like, oh, why not support them? I mean, yeah, you su- you suggested the game to me when you played it like a year ago. I remember you were just literally messaging me and be like, play it, 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 or like you know, you're actually it's one of those games where it's like you really want other people to play it so you can kind of like share the experience, right? And then like discuss like mm. what you find afterwards because like you said, like it's mainly about discovery and stuff like that. And yeah, I 100% mm. agree with you that it's one of these games where like you wish you could kind of go back and experience it again because you can kind of, once you know everything or you know all the knowledge, you kind of really, yeah, you can't go back, right? Which kind of sucks. But in that sense, it means that when you experience it, it's just so special. It's, it's such a great game. Like, again, can't really discuss specifics and spoilers it? or anything about it, but yeah, so, so good. Have you been playing it on Xbox, I'm assuming? So I played it on Epic Games Store when it. This is before it launched on Steam. So I played it. Yeah, like nearly. I guess it must have been a year. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, I played it when it came out on the Epic Games Store because I didn't have an Xbox. But um. Yeah, it was so good. Such a great game. The soundtrack is amazing. Okay, uh, the soundtrack is so good. True. I'm still trying to find out the Game Pass. (laughs) (sighs) Um. Okay. It's. I think it may have just left the, the 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 Game Pass. Oh no! Included with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Yes, there you I go. have that. I'm in. I'm in. Homework to do. Okay, now. we're in. We're Lucky in. you. Yeah, we're in. I'm going to download that one. Um, <laughs> the reason I'm looking is because I signed up for the the Game Pass uh, again. What was it? Friday or Saturday? Um, because uh, they they so so I had it like what was it two three months ago, and I really wanted to play the Master Chief Collection because as as ridiculous as this might sound, I've only ever played the multiplayer in Halo. I've never played the single oh, player. Wow. And I I consider it as one of those kind of iconic games that everyone has mm. to play. Um, so I started playing it, and I actually finally got it to work because it, uh, it didn't work initially with the original version of the Game yeah. Pass. You downloaded it, and it just errored out and broke, and it just didn't work. So now they've updated it, and it works again. Um, I started playing it on Sunday, and suddenly it was like five hours <laughs> later, 
That game is so yep. immersive. Yeah, it... <laughs> I can really, really enjoying it. So it's great. Is you playing Good. through Halo One then, the first one? Yeah, so I'm starting with Hello One, although there was a, I did end up getting dropped into a, a Reddit channel where there was a massive argument about which one you should play first, Halo One or Halo Reach. Oh, well. uh, and I just <laughs> stepped out of that because I haven't really got time for internet arguments yeah. anymore. <laughs> People really care about that yeah. stuff. They get really passionate about it, which is great, but um, no. I, I, so I started with Halo One, I'm going to put Halo Reach at the end of Halo yeah, 4. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, just playing it in the order, in the order that it came, came out in. Because I guess that's how the stories were written. I guess. I mean, that would be my argument. But I don't know. But other people are gonna, people who care more about that kind of thing, are probably gonna say different things. Like you know, Halo. But yeah, they're all great games. I think that's the important part, right? Yeah. Can I can I say a controversial opinion? Of course. I don't really like Halo. Yeah. Um, I, I, I also want to add a little funny story to Go that on. opinion, um, which may or may not have contributed to how I'm feeling, but. When um, Halo 3 was really big, I think I was like 12 mm. or 13, um, and I had a boyfriend. And, you know, it's like a Zachary school like, yeah, relationship. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, the most you do is kiss each other on the cheek. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so my birthday was coming up, and my boyfriend was like, I'm going to get you Halo 3 on Xbox 360 for your birthday. And I was just like, hell yeah. Game to play over the summer is great. My birthday's in July. Um, unfortunately... A few weeks before my birthday, we broke up, and I was very upset to learn that I was never getting that copy of Halo. Oh. So maybe <laughs> I am just incredibly bitter. <laughs> there does seem to be a pretty heavy side story attached to mm. that, so I wouldn't say it's a controversial opinion, though. There's a lot of people that don't yeah. like Halo. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, I, th- I mean, for me, the only thing that stands out about it is the music. Like, I love the music, so that's why I'm super yeah. into it. But I mean, I haven't had a chance to play the storyline yet, and I get the feeling the storyline isn't exactly going to blow my head off. Yeah, the story. The story is kind of like, eh. I think it it, it feels like it's going to be spaceman comes and saves yes. world, and then moves to next world and saves that one, and oh, then has a strange decision there's to a, make. But that feels like that's that's going to there, be it. There's a great video that got posted recently by um this guy called Brian David Gilbert who makes videos for Polygon uh, Polygon Prime oh, yeah he's him. so funny and he recently read through all of the Halo novels and uh, just gave like a 28 minute summary of like all of the Halo novels it's, it's so funny <laughs> it's so funny to watch and, and yes it does basically boil down to spaceman alien bad shoot shoot alien like that's that's it like, yeah and, and that's, that's okay. fine, right? That's perfectly yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I think the main thing with Halo is just like the core gameplay loop was just really good. And it kind of was like at the time when it came out, you know, that first game on Xbox, like it was kind of the first console shooter to be like this kind of like really good campaign, like single player experience, right? Or like, I guess there were other games, you know, sort of like uh, GoldenEye and Perfect Dark and stuff like that. But I think Halo was the one that kind of pushed it to the next level with like vehicles and stuff like that. So, yeah. And the AI. Yeah, and it perfected the mechanics. Like, So I went straight from uh, playing a game of Halo yesterday to Overwatch, and I realized how the the shooting mechanics kind of transferred yep. over. Because certainly I was better at Overwatch than I've, than I've been in a while, <laughs> which, is, which is still trash, but slightly less mm. trash. Um, and I realized that because I was like being more accurate in, in Halo, I was trying to like, aim for headshots and stuff, I was doing the same thing in, in Overwatch suddenly, and it kind of transferred over. So, yeah, you can feel that. But um, more about... like so. So, talking about the Outer Wilds, Outer Wilds, or Outer Worlds? Outer, Outer Wilds. The Outer Wilds. I don't know why I can't get those <laughs> two okay, games to you're work not in alone my head. in that regard. It's just a really poor timing. It's very frustrating. Yeah, poor timing. So, so talking about the Outer, Outer Wilds specifically, like, what would you say stands out about the game, Jade? Outer Wilds or Outer Worlds? 
Go with whatever, it won't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Just say space travel. <laughs> uh, Outer Wilds. What stands yeah. out about it? Oh my god. Um, man, there are a number of planets. Let's see, I've got a poster on my wall with every planet. So I'm going to count. How many planets? There are five planets, and then there's a bunch of other things that you can explore, but the planets are kind of the main uh, places that you would uh, explore in the game. And they all have a very unique mechanic to them. So you go to one planet, and uh, it's an ocean planet, and there are huge tornadoes that throw up islands into the air, and they do all these cool things. And then you go to a different planet, and it's slowly falling apart. And you have to kind of traverse it before it all is broken, I guess. Um, I mean, you find out more as you play the game about what each individual planet has to it. They're all very quirky and different. And the size of them, like, physically they're very small, but they're packed with so much content that you're going to keep going back to them as you learn more things and discover, like, different nooks and crannies that will help you progress through the game and learn new stuff. And it's just, like, so amazing how they've managed to, like, design this, like, levels, I guess, in these planets where it's, they're so small, but they've got so yeah, much in them. Definitely. And I okay, think that's very special. And is it a game where you're playing as a specific character's story, or are you effectively the main character? Like, are you the the, the, the Mary Sue of the world? What, what, what role do you play in the game? Um, I suppose... You're kind hmm, of... You are the main character. Yeah. You're you're kind of there um, as like an observer, I guess. Like it's not like I wouldn't say it's like one of these like you know like stereotypical like you're like a hero protagonist and it's like you're you have this massive goal to kind of like save you know whatever you know um, you're on a quest to like save the universe or whatever. It's just kind of like as the game starts out, you know, you're kind of just the space explorer and you're just there to like explore what's going on in in the universe, right? You know, exploring planets and learning about this like ancient race of people of uh beings and then i guess from that you kind of develop a kind of uh goal let's say uh but yeah i guess to start with you're just kind of yeah just this explorer right so and i guess it is you're kind of like a self-insert character i guess there's not really much personality yeah that's what i mean like like you know how in mass effects you're yes, commander shepherd yeah. and you play as shepherd um but in i don't know what, what game would be a good example here mm. I guess you could say Zelda. Like when you play as Link, you're doing Link's story, but you're sort of doing you're supposed to be the main character sort yeah. of thing because it's a silent protagonist. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's like is it a self-insert yeah. versus like a character? Uh, you know, like you're you're taking yeah. on a character from a story, right? And I guess I don't know, yeah, Jay. What, what, I mean. what did you say? Like, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, you're not really supposed to see your character model it exists. I've seen pictures. I am and part of a very nice Outer Wilds community on Reddit. Uh, he posts a bunch of stuff and they have like mods to the game where you can do loads of, loads mm. of cool things. Um, but you're never actually supposed to see a player model and genders in the game are most ambiguous. Um, so you're never really referred to as a name or a gender or anything. You just know what species mm. you are. And you are the protagonist because you have more knowledge than anyone else, any of, the, any of the other characters in the game. And I think it's also supported by the fact that there's no... Uh, voiceovers in the game. There's like no one speaks. You just read. Yeah. It's all text. I think that really helps with you know you insert yourself into the game as a main character. See, this is super cool to hear as well because um, I'm I'm really liking the fact that a lot of newer games now are starting to um, either embrace or experiment with gender pronouns. 
Um, and like, it's not always about his and her and him and, you know, him and her. And um, instead, they're using they mm. a lot more. And when you're talking about alien races, for example, the, the, the concept of male and female is a very human concept. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, we know that in the animal kingdom, uh, male and female create baby and, you know, that that's the kind of the normality of things. But when you start dealing with um, sentient races and things that are more intelligent, um, they start to explore the, you know, the, the diversity of gender and, and, and this kind of thing. And it does seem like a lot of games now are, are more saying, you know, you can be um, a gay protagonist or you can be um, non-binary or you can be, you know, any of these things that you want mm-hmm. to be. And it's cool to hear that in Outer Wilds, they're, they're, they're kind of not making it ambiguous. They're just not really making it a focus. They're just kind of stepping away from the fact that you have to be male or female. Uh, that's cool yeah. to hear. Like, like I like that. that that's that's a, nice, a nice way to step forward in gaming. Because I think that's kind of helping with movement as well. Like it, the, the, there's this whole thing in, in the gaming industry um, where if you go back about 10, maybe 15 years, and you play online gaming, there were certain words that you would hear repeated over and over again um, by other players, like in online shooters, and particularly in League of Legends, you'd see it in the chat a lot. Still do. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, you do, less but, so, but I so. definitely like, think, I, well, I, I definitely think that that has, has minimalized. I, I, I mean, again, it's hard to say as a, as a, a male voice um, when I'm playing games, I know that my experience is very different to say a female voice uh, on a voice chat system in in a shooter, yeah, for example. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, but it is super cool to see that I am noticing that language is slowly starting to shift away. Mm-hmm. I guess cool. this really uh, easily kind of goes into like another yeah. topic that we want to talk about, um, which obviously I'm quite passionate about as a young woman in the gaming industry and as a young woman who has streamed on Twitch and uh, plays a lot of competitive video games, mostly League of Legends. This is really impactful on my life. Like the the whole gender thing, um, being a woman, and you know, mm-hmm. I can't imagine how it would be like to be an even further minority. Well, not like I'm a minority, but you know, if I was a trans black woman, for example, it'd be even harder. But um, of course, yeah. You know, even even just as a cisgendered white woman, it w- it's very easy to be discriminated against. When playing video games, um, so I'm, 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 I'm going to talk about uh, quickly like esports or like competitive games. Um, as yeah, for sure. It's, so um, I mean, to, to kind of to kind of roll with the conversation here, it's it's something that I've seen. Um, I mean, you know how long I've been in the industry for, and I initially thought that the idea that women had all these problems online was like, oh, you know, it's just it's just just noise and blah 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 and and it really took like a lot of self um self learning to understand that i was being so ignorant mm. to the fact that me me being able to go into an online voice chat and play a game was just like a, a way i spent time but for for a woman to do that there's like 20 extra steps they have to go through <laughs> before they can start enjoying themselves yeah. and when i finally got exposed to it like in my early 20s i was like holy crap this is awful <laughs> yeah it's so, really bad yeah. and i i just wish more specifically more men were aware of just how difficult it is to be a woman in the games industry or a woman just being a gamer. It's, it's frustrating. But sorry, sorry to derail a bit there. I just wanted to add a bit of color to it. It's all right. Um, yeah, so when I, when I was streaming a few years ago, so I used to stream League of Legends in my spare time whilst I was at university. Um, and to be honest, I'm not very good at the game. Never really have been. Still not. Anyway, that doesn't really matter. I was talking to someone in my chat <laughs> Um, who is a guy, and I was saying how hard it is to become a professional esports player as a woman 
because you do have what like 20 extra steps as a woman than you would as a man um because you know you get sexualized you get lots of hate online uh stereotypes where women must play supports they can't play like that. you know aggressive characters yeah. and this person in my in my twitch chat was telling me that like professional female uh video game players cannot exist because women just aren't as good at video games as men oh for god's sake and i was just like that doesn't make any sense he's like well why aren't there any you know professional women in esports i was like because we have all these extra steps to take Mm. to get to that point that people would just rather not put in that effort and face all that scrutiny I think as well, it just wasn't very welcoming to women to start with. Like it was a very um, like closed off environment where it was very very heavily male oriented. And and we were talking about this last week about going to Smash yeah. Brothers yeah. Uh, events and just the smell when you walk in <laughs> of of that that miasma of like teenage boy soaked in links like that gross smell. Even yeah. not in links because they just didn't. Even, yeah. But even starting from that point you you can sort of see that as a, as a woman kind of stepping into that environment it's already mm-hmm. gross and then you've got all these gross kind of uh, like either maladjusted or completely unattached men who see this woman walk in and they're like oh woman play game yeah. <laughs> must like me and it adds that kind of level to it and, and again having having been to a, a trillion esports again events and seeing this kind of behavior like my god dream hack do not be a woman at dream hack ever mm-hmm. Do not like it's it's awful. Mm. Uh, seeing that behaviour and just being like, "Holy crap!" Like, what can I do about this? It's actually one of the reasons why I've tried to move forwards towards like something impactful in gaming, where I can actually start building an environment that's more welcoming to everyone. But it's a long way away yet. But it's it's super cool to hear that um, you know you're you're trying to kind of go past that and and. And but, but, but it's really difficult to say because you shouldn't have to try and yeah. go past it. It shouldn't no. be there in the yeah, first place. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's funny how like even some men that are no longer in my life but were close to me at the time agreed with this. And, and always, I was always told that uh, the women that I looked up to that were really good at League of Legends, for example, were all boosted by men. And I was like, I gave them evidence that they weren't, and they were like, no. Nope impossible there's no way that this woman is good at video games they must have been put there by a man like that's the only explanation and it was just i just don't understand how i could take it yeah. more than that but uh i did and it's just the mindset that women cannot possibly be good because their brains are functioning a different way which I, I don't get that you know i have a brain i have hands i've got fingers i can play video games just as well as men but I don't know. I don't know why this mindset exists. I think people just, I think men, and I don't want to say, I'm not speaking for all men, I'm speaking for very few men. Um, the, the loud minority, they just are afraid of women being better at, better than them at video games because it's seen as like a, a male yeah. thing. I think it's just like a history of kind of like yeah, I guess it kind of plays into like this toxic masculinity thing where like guys are expected to be like the the breadwinner and therefore must be stronger in every way. And then if any if anything happens where like you know a woman is better than a man in that kind of environment, which is supposed to be in quotation marks male dominated, they kind of like it's like an attack on them in a way. It's really strange. Like it's such a strange viewpoint but i guess it's just from like culture i guess i I guess i guess it shares parallels with um i mean the traditional values of like um 
you know, you know uh, men uh, men do the work, women stay at yes. home in the kitchen, and blah blah blah. Those those terrible ways that the, the kind of world mm. grew. Uh, but there, there was a, a, a female Overwatch player. And I'm trying to remember her name now. I think it was Gagori. Oh, um, Gagori. And yeah, she yeah, was, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. I mean, she was world yeah. famous. Her name was Kim Say Kim Sayeon. Apologies if I'm, if I'm murdering the name here, but she was super famous because she was initially she was like 17 or 18, and she was reported for playing Zarya but using hat because yeah. her aim was mm. too good. Uh, Blizzard <laughs> investigated it and then found out that she wasn't using hat. She was just really fucking yeah. good at the character. And it was... <laughs> It, she... it was awful because, like, there were these, her, like, there were other pro- Korean pro players, men, obviously, uh, you know, saying, you know, accusing her of hacking, being like, it's not possible mm-hmm. for a, for a for a girl or a woman to be this good at playing Zaya, and then like, she literally had to post footage of her playing it to prove, and she shouldn't have to, right? She shouldn't have to prove that no. she she is this good. Like, re- people should just see that this person is this good at the game and be like, yeah, that's. That's great. That's awesome that someone is this good at the game, right? Like, yeah. The, the the weird part was is I remember watching the video and we were all watching it on this big screen and like super enjoying the fact that this Zarya player was like absolutely destroying yeah. the opposition. We were just like, yeah, Zarya. We didn't care if it yes. was a man, a woman, yeah. a dog, a cat, a fish, or a bird. Didn't matter. Like we were just like, yeah, this is great. And then then we saw the face and we were like, holy shit! It's it. You know, she, she's destroying this dude. And then you saw the face of the dude that she was destroying, and he he looked like absolutely destroyed because he then realized he was being destroyed by a woman and to us it was like this is great but then you could see to him the problem was it wasn't because he was being beaten it was because he was being beaten by a woman and then we watched this whole thing unfold around it and it was awful to watch because she 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 got like suspended out of the league and stuff uh, until she was proven to be playing correctly and it was purely for the reason that it was a woman playing zarya not because mm. it was someone playing zarya really yeah. well uh yeah. a bit yeah so that that sucks mm. but I'm glad we don't see that very much anymore, as far as I know. This is exactly why women are put off yeah. doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, you get, you get the, the Twitter or the Reddit hard that just full-on shit on these women for mm. no reason. <laughs> and it's just, I just don't get it. I, it's really, really yeah. upsetting. Well, you, you've got sites like 4chan, where a lot of this behavior tends to fester. Yeah. Um, and then there's another site called Something Awful. And so something awful is something that I've seen a lot of throughout the years. And I'm really glad to see that the person running it, while still a human turd, is starting to understand that his behavior has just been absolutely unacceptable over the years. Like, he's running a site that is effectively a hate group. Mm. And it's it's a, it's homophobic, it's anti-woman, it's anti-trans, um, it's, it's anti-everything. And also anti-furry and... and like he made this statement a few weeks back saying, like, I totally understand that what I've said is absolute crap. I'm a human turd bag. Uh, but furries are still a bit weird, don't you agree? And it's like, oh, you were so close. <laughs> yeah. You were so close <laughs> to getting it right. And then you just ruined it again. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange place to be. But I do think the industry is moving forward. I, I don't know, Jade, if you'd, if you'd agree that the, the attitude is changing or do you think it's still static? Oh, man. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it's changing. Okay. Um, and. I mean, I could just be really biased because I'm, you know, I'm very angry about it, and you know, a little be. bit of a change isn't enough. True. And I know this is super small, but um, and uh, Reddit can be a cesspit yes. for absolute garbage <laughs> opinions. Um, but I, I was going through the League of Legends subreddit today, and I saw a post that was like on the front page of that subreddit, um, and you know, the title was pretty like innocent, and. I know this is like something really small to be triggered by, but the introduction on the post, it's a text post, 
it was hey guys and supports mm -hmm. and just reading that oh. i was like fuck oh. why what why are people overhearing this and, and being like oh, oh that's funny because i obviously i get that it's supposed to be a joke but uh you know the stereotype of women being supports in video games hmm. is it's just like why just well, I, I I can add a backup to that as well. That um, so I'm part of like a big LGBT gaming group, and we decided to make a guild together in WoW many many years ago. And a guild full of gay men in a in WoW, you would expect it to be all fine and well, maybe a bit of drama or a lot of drama. <laughs> uh, a bunch of gay men, and we immediately were like, okay, so what's everyone playing? And it was like, I'm a priest, I'm a shaman, I'm a druid, I'm a paladin. It was like great so everyone's playing support and it turns out that gays really like playing support and i, I myself love playing supporting games uh, mm -hmm. and i found that every mmo that i've played whenever i'm playing it with other lgbtqia plus representatives they're always playing support <laughs> so while it is a, a a negative stereotype towards women i find it is a very real stereotype towards the lgbt commu community which is kind of funny because it's it, i don't think it's used as like oh they're gay so they have to play support it's more like I'm gay and I am playing support because that's what I do. <laughs> that's all I can play because I'm I'm just trying games. So, but yeah. So so it does kind of reflect across in a bit of a different way. I think I think that's an important um, distinction to make though. Is that like what you just said there, where it's like it's not like I am gay, therefore I have to play support. It's that you are saying that like I'm gay and I just so happen to play support, right? Like I think it's like when people start yeah. pigeonholing certain groups of people into roles in video games. I don't know. I find it extremely strange. Like. It's so yeah. weird. It it doesn't make sense. It's so weird, man. But I guess that's it. I guess it's just because for people, it's kind of easier to just generalize groups of people and just like pigeonhole them because it's easier to think about, I guess, in a way. But, you know, whatever. It yeah, just for feels sure. very dehumanizing, yeah. especially just seeing that post and, and, and realizing people think that, that that's okay. Mm. And if I said something about it, I know that people, I would get downvoted to hell. Um, and... This kind of links to something else that I've been thinking about, which happened recently. Um, and I'm going to be talking about League of Legends a lot. I hope that's uh, okay. Um, yeah. Just because I play that game it's a okay. lot. It's okay, you've got 25 minutes. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so this lady, the King, UI UX designer, I think she's a senior, she's awesome. Um, I follow her on Twitter, and she plays League of Legends. She loves it. Um, and... Uh, about a month or two ago, she posted a link to a, an article about League of Legends that a man wrote about how the character design in the game is very sexualized uh, towards women. And the first thing you notice about the women in the game is that they're sexy rather than that they are like really cool and powerful. Um, and what she did was she posted the article, she posted some of her opinions using images from the article, and this post got absolutely shot on by the League of Legends community, including big influencers like YouTubers mm. who saw the post and replying to it, calling her wrong and uh, trying to make jokes and, and you know being really toxic towards her. Um, yet if you look at the article that a man wrote, there is no comments, you know, slandering him as a person mm. or being negative in any way. And I've also seen other male content creators who uh, criticize League of Legends and other games, characters and women who are men, do, they don't get any of these comments. I've only seen women criticizing their female character design They're getting all of this hate. And it's really upsetting because that makes me feel like I can't you know, write or say anything about 
how bad you know the character design is is in these games um so i'm gonna i'll give an example just for anyone who doesn't know uh there's this character called kaiser um she's meant to have returned from the void which is like this hellish place full of horrible you know gangly aliens um and she's been there since a child defending herself and using the environment to adapt and and, and kill them and she returns from the void and she's got this skin tight suit on she's got perfect makeup on and she looks like scarlett johansson mm. she's just got big boobs big ass uh hourglass figure really sexy and it's just I, i'm looking at the game and i'm just like come on you could have made this really ugly gross looking woman who's like fighting for our life that's really cool and strong and she has this really weird australian accent too <laughs> and it's, it's things like that where it's kind of like i think it's okay to criticize but because these people want their sexy women yeah. you know there is so little freedom and creativity when it comes to characters like that because first and foremost thing you have to make about those women is that they're sexy and yes there are exceptions and and I you know I can admit that, and I can also admit that there are sexy men in the game, but there's so much difference between sexualizing women and men. Mm. But I do That's think they're true. both both problem problematic. However, I have read arguments from people saying that men being sexy, so like you know having a six pack with muscles, is more of a uh, idea of power yeah. that men look at. They look at this body like, yeah, I'm a strong man, rather than Oh, that's a sexy woman. I want to have sex with her. Um, well, there's so there's also the the concept as well that if if you if you go back many many years in in the games industry, you see that a lot of developers were yeah. male, so they they tended to kind of develop what their fantasy was, and their fantasy would have been like hourglass women, very attractive, which was something that I'm not not defending it at all because it's not good behavior, but it's something you also see in a lot of Japanese games still yeah. now. Because they don't know any different, uh, but luckily we're now in a world where developers are starting to uh, we're starting to get female developers in more places. Um, we're starting to see a lot more diversity in development, and we're seeing things like you know transgender characters and like I mean just look at um, Cyberpunk, the amount of hatred that game has got for just putting a transgender char character mm -hmm. in it. Yeah, okay, they they did it a bit heavy-handedly and not really very sensitive towards transgender people, but they did it and it got a massive attack from. Um, predominantly male fans of the genre attacking it because you know the, the main character you can choose the genitals like we shouldn't be in that space now we should be in a space where that's okay and we're just like oh cool the genital slider great i'll have four penis <laughs> wonderful I can't wait to <laughs> hell play that. yeah but I, I, you know, i'm actually quite looking forward to seeing how that that's implemented but then i'm actually so just while you've been talking i was loading up the champions page for league of legends mm -hmm. and i was just having to scroll down and looking at all the female characters and you've got miss fortune mm -hmm. um Immediately, she's like curvy. Um, you can practically see the top of her bits and pieces, and you can see all of her revealed. There's um, what, what the character was looking at. Kiana again, very sexy, like Amazon woman. And then there's a guy called Rakan, who's like this like passively sexy male. But the way he's been sexualized is you see a little bit of his body, but then you put it next to um, Miss Fortune, and you can see pretty much all of her body. That's the mm. wrong space for us to be in. It's it's weird. I, I don't I don't think that's a it, there's no balance there. And, I, I just uh, I always think there's room for sexy yeah. things. I think it's fine to have like sexy characters, but when literally every woman you release is sexy in some way, apart from a few, 
like you know there are a few that aren't inherently sexy but their skins kind of desexualize them i think when most of the time they've got the same figure and basically the same face and whereas you have like an old man champion or like a beastly man champion or you know even a fat you got a fat guy gregus he's like a really big fat guy and like people love him right um but all the women they're just the same yeah. The same person in different it's costumes. It's the diverse. It's that's a problem. It's, it's the choice, right? It's the choice in diversity options. It's like you know, if you look at the female champions, or you know, there's really not much choice in terms of body types. Like maybe you, yeah, like you could argue like Alawi is the only champion that really strays from the like stereotypical like female champion design in in league. I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Or there's even a sexy snake in there. <laughs> she's sexy, but she's yeah. a snake. <laughs> Like I said, I think it's so yeah. I agree with you in saying that. I think it, you know having your place to have your sexy waifu, whatever anime ladies is fine. You know, just like it would be nice if there was just as much diversity and choice in the female champions as there were in the male champions, right? Right. I think you'd even make more interesting like uh, kits yeah, as well. Definitely, like much more oh, interesting course, mechanics yeah. when you've got more diverse lo- looks and feels of it character as well of women you know um i've said this uh in conversations before but you have an old man champion but the old man well the old woman champion she's really skinny and sexy and she's got you know uh, knife legs and she looks she looks young but she's meant to be old yeah whereas doesn't even camille yeah um she doesn't look Mm. old um whereas if you're making like an actual old woman champion like in the recent dota Mm. release where she's riding like this cool ass dragon and she's like got these shotguns and she's like this rad yeah. old lady. I don't want, I want that. Yeah. You know? I think that's really cool. Um, and they're they're really missing something. Like, you know, I can complain about gender representation all I want. And but I think the way to speak to people that disagree with me is by saying, Well, don't you want like cooler champions, like cooler kits to play with in this mm. game? Yeah. I think well, that's so- the answer. Mm. So this is something like, um, so World of Warcraft has got a new expansion coming out, Shadowlands. And pretty much in the whole the whole history of WoW, every female character has always been like the hourglass figure. Uh, even the characters that you choose as a race, apart from the dwarves and the taurans and the trolls, okay, quite a few races, um, <laughs> have, have been like really sexualized. Um, and now with Shadowlands, um, it's actually come, so, so development was moved forward during the Black Lives Matter pro- um, uh, thing, where they started to re- reveal, like, how they were going to make their characters look different. And now you can play as, like, a, like a, an overweight, uh, black woman if you want to. You can play as a large, fat, um, like, a large, fat dwarf or a really tall human that's also got a bit of a belly on them as a male as well. Mm-hmm. What they've done is they've taken all the races and kind of add, added body types but made them look yeah. good they've given them like more realistic hairstyles they've made their faces look a bit more normal and they've taken away that whole chiseled look mm. and i've got to be honest like i mean i wasn't interested at all in shadowlands because i have kind i was kind of done with wow it's really pulled me back in because i'm like that's a really cool um like new way of taking the game and it seems like it's going to be more of an understanding of different cultures now and different different people and kind of getting them included yeah. as well and I'm yeah. sort of seeing that same thing a lot across a lot of newer games, which which I'm excited about, but it's too little, and I do think it's a little bit too late. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. the same. Because I'm looking at a character in League now, this Dr. Mundo, and it's this big muscle, like, Frankenstein kind of character. And I'm thinking, 
Why do we never see those characters that are female? Yeah. Like we never see like a Frankenstein female. We we only ever see Frankenstein's wife, which is the like um there's a skin in here as the storm where Kerrigan's got the wife of Frankenstein mm. hair. And you only ever see the female variant as a wife of Frankenstein. You never you never actually see the female Frankenstein. Mm. Mm. We need to see more of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, it's it's fantasy. Like it, it exists in our heads. We can make it up. We can do whatever we want with it. Let's get a bit more creative. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You're so right. Yeah. And it's just people don't buy it. Like, yeah. You know, like I think the, I think the problem with Riot and their female uh, champions is that well, people don't want to buy mm. like ugly women. No. People well, want to buy sexy women. It, it's appealing to people that are, I think maybe a little bit too young to understand the differences, mm. um, and it's a shame because if if you if you say if you I mean League of Legends has what three hundred characters, two hundred characters, hundred, nearly yeah, two hundred, okay. And if you if, yeah, anyway, yeah. So if you put that full array in front of someone and and you ask like a ten year old or twelve year old boy to to choose a character from that whole array. They're more than likely going to pick the one that's that's either attractive to them or stands out as something like quite mm. sexy. They're probably not going to pick like the odd-looking woman or the unusual-looking woman. I... And it's a shame that that's the mindset that we're in because I, I think that comes more from like a, a level of I teaching think... from like parents and schools and things. I think yeah, but I guess this is where like what Jade said earlier, where you know if you create these champions which which have like diverse body types stuff like that, but it's more about like their actual kit, like how they play. Like, you know, like the actual play style of the champion and stuff like that. If you make that like super interesting, that people will kind of like forego that kind of thing, you'd hope that they would be willing to try these kinds of things. And then maybe because they enjoy playing as a character so much, maybe they would then, you know, form a, a like some kind of connection or something with that with that type of character, right? And therefore in they you'd hope that going forward they would you know, associate themselves, like, they'd be like, oh, you know, this type of character is really, really, really cool because I played this other character who's, like, super awesome, like, their kit was super awesome, right? You know, like, like for example, Snapfire from Dota that like you are talking about, like, I think her kit is, like, super mm -hmm. awesome, right? Like, it, not only have they created, like, you know, this old, old, like, old lady character who's, like, super cool by design anyway, but her kit as well is, like, super creative and super awesome, right? So... And that's what really yeah. drives me. To, well, I guess I can just yeah from personal experience. Like that's what drives me to play the champion, right? That if they're really awesome kit and gameplay, then is then backed up. You know that can kind of be backed up by their design, like visual design. I think that's great. You know, so yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. So this is kind of why. Like, so if you look at Smash Brothers as a is a good example here, um, you've got the Fire Emblem characters, most of which can be played as male or female. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they're all the same because yeah. all the Fire Emblem characters are the same. They've all yeah. got a small group, but <laughs> I hate them all. Um, so there's only one Fire Emblem character in the whole game. It's just got a 50,000 skin. Yeah, is what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. like Robin, for example, Rob Robin's got a male and female variant. And even in the base game, it's never really defined whether the character is actually male or female. It's gender fluid, which is cool. Like that. That's and you wouldn't expect from like a, specifically a Japanese developer for that to be um, a thing. Yeah. It's, it's unusual for that to, uh, because Japanese developers tend to be a little bit more traditional and also a little bit more sexist. Uh, but then you actually <laughs> look at the female, the other female characters in Smash and you've got Bayonetta, um, Palutena, and then Isabel. Isabel's sexy, but in her own way. She's, I love Isabel. Um, and then you've got Daisy, Peach, blah, blah, blah. So there isn't really much diversity there. All the characters are either cute or attractive. And the male yeah. characters, you've got like fat ones, you've got big ones, you've got all different shapes and sizes, but they're male. Which I guess is not really very balanced. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the women in that game. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, with um, oh, what's what's her name? Uh, Metroid Prime. What's her? Uh, Samus. Samus. Yep. Like, I mean, I'm not really talking about her in in that game, but it's more like the fact that she, it felt like she was when I play. I played a Metroid game on the DS mm-hmm. ages ago. I don't remember what game it was. I, I got scared of it at one point, so I stopped playing it. That's not the point. It's anyway, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that the main character was a woman, and I think that's really cool. Which well, is like, it's a nice was... surprise. Yeah, that was the big surprise at the end of the game that shocked a lot of male gamers in the, in the original Super Metroid when she takes her helmet off. And she's got like long, flowing blonde hair, and it's like, hang on a minute, I've been playing as a woman <laughs> in this game? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you've been playing as a woman, it's awesome. And then you get to play as Lara Croft in Tomb Raider, and, and that kind of opened that door. So people are like, oh, people don't actually mind playing as a woman. Mm. That was cool. But then obviously Lara Croft, heavily sexualized, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like, it's a nice surprise at the end of Metroid to be shown that you've been playing as a woman all along. I mean, there like, are, of course, like, you know, still problems, right? Like, you know, she's of course. very skinny yeah. and blonde and tall and Well, hot. just look at Zero Suit yeah. Samus. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it definitely was a nice start. I thought that was really, it really did pave the way. Um, so then, I do have to ask the question though, like, so when you're playing as these characters in video games, you're mainly doing very like high octane, very energetic, very fitness intensive things. Like you're you're exploring a massive world and fighting monsters and stuff, or you're like jumping through space and doing backflips and stuff. It does mm-hmm. make sense that the characters are muscular and slim. Because they probably would be if they're doing that all, all day, every day for their for their entire lives. I guess so, but you it just doesn't excuse it. Say the same about the male characters, but like, uh, you know, my one example of Gragas, he's quite fat. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you don't have any fat female champions, right? No, true, um, true. But yeah, I, I do, I do understand that. But still, not every fit woman has an hourglass yeah. figure. You know. True. Some people just have like straight figures where they don't really have any defined hips or boobs. Women have small boobs. Women have no boobs. You know, Not in video They're... games they don't. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but it's you know, it just regardless of how much exercise they're doing, you could be a woman and not have any mm. boobs. And it's like you you look at Last of yes. Us too. Love yeah. that game. People hate it because you've got well, you've got two lesbians. No spoilers. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Well, I won't, I won't spoil it. And then you've got also got yeah. the other character, Abby, who's a very muscular yeah. woman. And people hate that shit. They hate it so much. Yeah. And they're like, how is it possible that a woman could be so muscular? It's like, well, because she works out and, you know, well, it's yeah. cool. So the lead voice actress for, um, I want to say Ellie, but I might be wrong. Just, it, it, it's, it's um, not Ellie. Ellie. Yeah, Ellie's, Ellie's girlfriend, oh, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Whichever. One of the voice actresses um, got a ton of hate mail. Um, specifically for one plot point in the game, which I'm not going to mention because that was spoiled for me and I was really annoyed about that. Um, But there was two plot points and both of them revolved around women doing something that empowered them. And it was just so much hate on Twitter, on Reddit, on Facebook, whatever. Um, And and then then you looked at the male character, the the voice of, um, I want to say Joel, but I might be wrong here. It was the voice of one of the male characters, and they just got nothing for it. Like they got no hate at all. They were just like, "Congratulations, great voice work, blah blah blah. You did really, really well." And then, mm. and then you read read these women's accounts, and they were sent death threats and all this kind of other stuff that yeah. just makes you ashamed to be a gamer. It makes you ashamed to be part of that industry, uh, or part of that it's, culture. It's so Definitely. weird that these people kind of um, exist. Well, one exist, <laughs> yes, but two, like they yeah. that they associated the fact that it is the voice 
the voice actress's fault um, that their this character that they probably have had no you know uh, what's the word for it like they didn't help they, they maybe no yeah, had no control over it they, they didn't write the script no. right but more that you know this the, these people then blame the the voice actresses for the problems of what happens inside the game it's such a weird like connection to make it's like why like how i don't know man like yeah it's just a video yeah. game and you know i guess, I guess like it's funny me saying that because you could say the same about how i feel about a representation mm. but i think there is definitely a line you can well, draw where uh you don't send hate to people who have done nothing yeah. wrong because you are unable to disconnect a video game from reality mm. also yeah you shouldn't send hate to people for any yeah. reason like I mean, there is a very valid reason to hate someone, and that would be someone that has caused harm or 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 danger or done something like that's that's against human rights mm. or whatever. But you don't send hate to someone for creating a product you don't yeah. like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like if if someone created a, a brand of coffee that I didn't like drinking, I wouldn't send a death threat mm. to them. I just wouldn't drink <laughs> yeah. that coffee. Exactly right. <laughs> it's like just turn off the screen, bro. You don't <laughs> yeah. need to look at it. Step back, you know. Step back and step <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but no, they, I mean, these are all like it's it's really good to kind of hear your side of this, Jade, because um, I don't think people talk about this enough, mm. and it needs mm. to be a constant conversation that goes on and on and on because it's the only way people are going to accidentally stumble across it and maybe learn something. Because yeah. um, I know I, I would have been stuck in my ways for for most of my twenties if it wasn't for a lot of the female gamers that I work with telling me their account of like. I mean, just in passing, like I'd sit down for lunch with a friend and she'd tell me about how difficult it was coming into work every day because her ex-boyfriend um, worked in another department and he walked the same route. And he oh. made it super difficult for her because he kept crossing to come and walk next to her. And I'm like, yeah, but that, that that's not difficult. And she explained why it was difficult. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I fully understand why that's difficult now. But I wouldn't have learned that if I didn't have the opportunity to kind of listen and understand. Yeah, that that's a really, really funny one as well, because, you know, that's not just in the game world, that's a real life thing, being a woman and working in the game industry. Yep. I mean, for myself, like, I haven't really had many bad experiences, but I have had to, you know, keep an eye out on people and, and you know, see they're approaching me for the right or wrong reasons, you know, when, I, when I've been at work. Um, and unfortunately, I've gotten a pretty good radar of what people's intentions are when uh you know certain things happen um and i, I don't want to you know go into detail but i've had like guys from places that i've worked in the industry message me for no reason um just to try and get to know me and uh i'm obviously not showed any interest um but they think you kind of you you owe them something i guess yes yeah. um people people that i've been kind to just in passing in the office for example um and then they think that that means that they can approach me uh, unwarranted that makes yeah. sense um you know and as a woman like you know you have to be aware of these people and make sure that you protect yourself and that yeah. you know they're not taking advantage of you or being creepy because i i can tell a creep from a mile away um <laughs> at this point and this and it's really difficult um and it's quite upsetting it's really anger reducing because i feel like i can't do anything about it because at the end of the day you know i'm i'm not very strong i you know i can't fight Against oh people. no, you're like, pretty feisty. Pretty feisty. I can be pretty, pretty yeah. feisty, but in in certain situations, as a woman being feisty can be very dangerous. But th this so this this raises another point as well. I think it is super important for um, for men to understand, and this this has a massive parallel with the All Lives Matter movement. 
Um, and, and the best example that was given to me was that if you imagine two houses, one's on fire and one's not, and someone's standing in front of both and saying, well, both houses matter, you need to put both houses. <laughs> well, yeah, but one's on fire right now. Like, that's the one to focus on. Yeah. I, think it, I think it's super important that people, specifically men, know that they have to be there. And I don't mean this to sound derogatory, and it might, it might sound a little bit, but they also have a, 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 a kind of like a responsibility to protect the women that work around them. Yeah. Not, not stand in front of them and say, no, no one, no one touch this woman. More of when they can see something is getting uncomfortable, it's down to us to kind of realize that's a situation that she shouldn't have to be yeah. countering. Mm-hmm. We should be getting involved and saying, hey, fuck you, leave her alone. Or, totally. yeah, and, and, and not in a kind of like a knight in shining arm where there's an expectation at the end of it. Just in the fact that we need to be able to understand that what is simple for us is not simple for other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes back to the idea of like being able to join an online voice chat and just play a game, yeah. whereas you would join an online voice chat and you have to go through that whole thing of, oh, it's a woman playing a video game, blah, 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 yeah. all that nonsense. for like I think I told Ollie um, about when I played Sea of Thieves initially, and I'm not sure if I brought this up before, mm. and this Australian woman joined our game, and it was, it was when we were playing on random, which you don't ever do in Sea of Thieves because it's <laughs> awful. Um, she, she joined our game, and we just started playing. Yeah. And she actually said while we were playing, she was like, can I just say, it's super nice that you two, as two guys, haven't given me any shit today. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, you've not given me any shit. We're just playing. And then this fourth guy dropped in, and he was this other Australian dude who was very chauvinistic, very masochistic, like not a nice person. And he just started laying into it, and she just left. Yeah, and then, that's horrible. So then the next day, we started playing again, and she dropped back into our game, and she was like, oh, thank God it's you guys. Like, <laughs> um, I'm so Aww. sorry I left yesterday. I just yeah. reached the end of my yeah. patience. And she she then told us about her experience. And I was like, that fucking yeah. sucks. Because Sea of Thieves is a lot of fun. And mm. you play it to relax. And she just she just told us about how her experience that week was like so draining. Mm. Like and and again, it's those moments where you're like, holy shit, like guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> Not collectively, but generally they seem to suck when it comes to treating women online definitely Definitely. i I remember um i used to play call of duty a lot in xbox 360 days and i would just never use voice checks i was too scared and even these days like i always make sure my usernames are gender neutral no one can tell that i'm a girl and uh if i play a voice chat in the game i try and just stay in a party with my friends it's very real and I, I wish I had a pound for every time I've heard someone say that. And it sucks that that is probably one of the most common comments I hear from female yeah. gamers, that mm. they have to behave in that way. And yet, when you say, well, that's the same thing to a man. So if you were to take 100 men and 100 women and say, um, what do you do when you first join a voice chatting game? The men would probably say, well, just check the sound and then yeah. play. Women would then give you this like account or story of what they have to go through. And... It just sucks. Like, it really sucks. And I wish that we were further along than we are, but we're not, yeah. clearly. There's more work to be done, boys. Come on, boys. Stop <laughs> <laughs> disappointing me. The Wii Fit trainer's out there standing up for yeah. us all. We need to get alongside her. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I am conscious of time, and we're, uh, we're closing in because we've got about five mm. minutes left. Um, right. And we have, we've pretty much covered all the, uh, all the subjects we wanted to cover today. I don't know, Jade, if you've got any closing statements or anything you want to talk about before we finish up. Oh gosh. Um, okay. Play it a wild. It's amazing and it will change your life. Be patient with it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's start standing up for women and, and making them not have to deal with the shit that we've been talking about. Let's do better. Yeah. Damn right. Hell yeah. Absolutely spot on. And Ollie, the, the one thing we didn't get to was what are you oh. playing with? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
What have you been final, playing? Final, what has Ollie been playing for one minute? Um, League of Legends, obviously. Uh, I finished yeah. Ori 2. Oh, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you guys play yeah. together? Yeah, we play together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, okay. We, so, what else have we been playing? Um, Ori 2, finished Ori 2. Uh, great game. Currently my game of the year, as I said last week or the week before. Um, that game is real sad. Uh, it always... Uh, just sometimes it's like over, over over the top with like how much they're trying to like make you sad. But apart from that, I think the gameplay and the visuals are like ten out of ten. Great game. Uh, and I have just started playing Okami on Switch, so Okami HD. Oh, yeah. good choice. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very have good more game. Comments on that next week, I'm sure. Uh, I'm literally just like an hour or like two hours into it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a big game. Mm. That takes a while to complete. Um, okay. Well, uh, I mean. Of course, Jade, thank you so much for joining us and giving us your account. So it's, it's been super interesting to listen to you and hopefully for the few people that listen to the podcast, hmm. um, someone might learn something or someone might be encouraged to go out there and make a difference. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been great. Thank you for your time. Uh, Ollie, again, thank you for joining us this week. And if you want to follow us on, uh, Twitter, you can follow us at Sunfire Tavern. Uh, we might start posting on Instagram at some point soon when I can work out how to use it, <laughs> um, which is kind of embarrassing for someone that's been working in social media for as long as I have. Um, I should know a bit more about Instagram than I do, but we'll get there. Um, it's a learning process. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to Sunfire Tavern episode eight. Uh, join us next week and look forward to seeing you again. See you there, guys. Bye. Bye.